0: Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Mostly Not Working, a podcast where we discuss creativity and important concepts from first principles. Creativity is a way to come up with many unique or reframed ideas, especially in tackling complicated issues and then figuring out how to make it real. Gaining confidence in your creativity will unlock opportunities for you. I believe all people are creative or have yet to develop the ability and untapped potential to express their creativity. I know what you might be thinking, well, I'm not creative. If that's you, it's okay, because this is a common thought. Maybe you haven't encountered the right kind of instruction or guidance that speaks to your personality and past experiences. Since every person is different, what you hear may or may not resonate with you. Don't give up. I encourage you to keep trying. Reach out and ask for help. There's so much out there that you can learn from. Wherever you're coming from, if you can get even one actionable item from listening, whether it's learning to be more creative, seeing things in a new way, or shedding some light on a complex topic, then I've done my job. This is an episode from a Racket Conversation. Racket is a web tool that easily records nine-minute conversations with yourself or with anyone in the world. I'll provide additional context in the show notes. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Hey hey hey! Welcome hello. On board. Hello hello hello.
0: Well, um, today in our pre pre racket, we sort of talking about constraints and its role in this creator and creativity space. And so maybe I'll just start off saying that yeah, we know that. Um, I think at least in my world, what I've seen is yeah, constraints can help with creativity. But then uh, in our recent episodes, we also talked about. Um, things being too rigid and too structured. So, um, I think that um, there are a lot of different ways to approach constraints. It's a very dynamic process, just like with most things in life. Sometimes you need them. Sometimes you want to be more free. So, I think that's that's what we want to riff on today.
1: Yeah, I, I love the idea of you know constraints because the way I look at constraints is it's it's almost like it's a spark. Right. I don't look at it as a confinement, but rather as a spark or a trampoline or, you know, a springboard to take me somewhere where I I couldn't even imagine myself. Right. Mm. So it's almost like I don't look at it as a confinement, as a constraint, but as something that can trigger. It's more like a rabbit hole that can, you know, just like take me into a completely new space where I never imagined myself to be.
0: Hmm. The, the trampoline, uh, and we, we talked about physicality of things and movement, like I think back to a childhood um, toy, the tee ball, right? You know, it's like uh, you're not ready to hit the baseball, this thing coming at you and you have to swing. So rather there's this ball that is on this, um, I guess, you know, pole, it's not going to move anywhere. So you can really focus on hitting that ball and then you can work yourself once you're ready then you can have whoever else family member then toss the ball to you and you're sort of loosening the constraints so that you can um improve your hand eye coordination and of course at the end of the day have fun
1: yes like uh, that's that's it right when you look at constraint it's almost like it's it's seems like it's making things easier but it also makes things harder it's incredibly magical how that happens like when you said you have this ball on a on a rod and it's just there it's it's fixed it's not going anywhere and you can like you know take all your time it feels like it's actually easier but in a way it's also more challenging because Mm -hmm. it's it's on you now to visualize to Mm -hmm. imagine how the ball is swinging at you from where it's swinging at you and it's entirely in your Imagination to feel how fast it's coming at you, or where it's coming at you, and what angle, and then you hit the ball accordingly. Mm.
0: And and the the description you just said, of course, this is like the slow motion, step by step. But um, when you're learning as a kid, you don't necessarily have the ability to process that, so you just practice over and over and over again. And I'm this this conversation I think is great. We've talked a lot about the cohort-based courses, we know you're um, facilitating one and we've both been part of different ones. Um, and I think last time we talked about how, you know, we're the type of people who are okay with this open-endedness, but we have to remember that often uh, others are not. Well, just people yes. are different, and maybe maybe the fact that they are taking a course means that they want that structure. And um, even in normal classrooms, you you know the students who they're really paying attention to detail. Oh, am I doing this right? Or um, you know, what if I deviate? And I mean, that's great that they're paying attention. But especially when we're talking about this more creative thing, like really what we're trying to say is, hey, these structures we're giving you is a start. But by all means, if something else um, sparks that thought or inspiration, something you saw that day or a memory that you haven't thought about for decades, you know, go for
1: it. Yes. Like I've been telling myself this as in like I've always been craving chaos and like. All through my childhood, all through my adulthood, it's like chaos is something that's always, you know, it's like the monkey on my back. It's always teasing me. It's always taunting me. It's always like saying, hey, let's do something. Let's do something crazy. And that's my C. Like my C is not a constraint. My C is to break free of all constraints. And that's incredibly important because if I didn't have a constraint, what would I break out of? So as much as I want chaos and, you know, freedom from constraint if I didn't have that constraint to begin with I would be bored out of my skull I wouldn't have anything to break out of
0: Mm. right something to respond to yeah
1: right because it's like unless you put me in a cage I don't feel like breaking out of it Mm. right my freedom has no value if if you don't put a constraint on it first Right. And
0: then part of what we try to do in helping people's creativity is to say, hey, this is OK. You signed up for this class. If you think of something, just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, that is OK. Right. I mean, we, we talk about improv so often, you know, you, you 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 say something and let's say you're new to improv. You try to take somewhere with it. If nobody responds well, you know, on one hand, that's sort of their you know everybody else is supposed to be yes and but if it doesn't it's okay right like nobody you, you're not going to get this like big f for failure you tried right and really like in this improv space it's really on everybody else to help support you if you you toss out something that maybe isn't as effective
1: yes and I, I really think that we need to you know push to the other extreme and actually reward failure like mm-hmm. i really think that we need to give out brawny points for those who fail. Like, oh man, you failed a hundred times this month. That's incredible. Mm. Wow. You get on top of the leaderboard. Like I wish there was a leaderboard for failure, right? How many times did you possibly fail? Because that's going to foster creativity. I'm uh, sorry, uh, consistency, like nothing else can. Because if you give people, because it's always easy to fail than it is to succeed so if you give people the incentive that hey if you're going to fail 100 times this this month rather than win 10 times you could get on the leaderboard and Mm -hmm. now that's an incentive it's just like it's just telling people that it's hey it's okay to fail like telling people it's okay to fail doesn't work but rewarding for them for failure is essentially telling them it's okay to fail Mm.
0: and i think about um i don't know if i've mentioned this on our episodes, but An example I like to use, um, especially as it pertains to learning how to draw, right? Um, Mm -hmm. As you get older, you just lose that um, ability, even though you have it, right? It's that confidence. And so... Yeah. Thinking about whether it's sports or music. So name your favorite musician. I don't know. Yo-Yo Ma, the cellist. Right. Think about like how many scales he had to learn at the beginning or, you know, fill in the blank um, athlete, you know, whoever, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Right. Think about Mm -hmm. how many like free throws they had to shoot. And um, we it almost becomes because we only see their performance and they've uh, achieved that level. We think as if they didn't have to go through that. But of course they had to go through that. Now, maybe they you know, learned more quickly and all, but they didn't let that one missed shot or that um, wrong note get them down. They just kept going, right? And that feeds right into what you were saying about um, rewarding the the attempts and the the quantity in the failures.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't want it to be like a consolation prize, like the very word mm. consolation prize sounds like it's, it, <laughs> it is a consolation. No, we don't want that to happen, right? We want to clearly send out the the message that, hey, this is a reward. And this isn't a reward for trying. It's a reward mm. for failing, right? Because it's very clear this is a reward for failing. Because if you can't fail 100 times, there's no way you're going to be able to succeed once, let alone 10 times. Mm. Right. So it's almost like it's a prerequisite. Like that's the first thing, like before you win a prize for, you know, for winning, you need to win a prize for failing. You need to suck at it. Like, you know, like it's so easy to say, embrace the suck, embrace the suck. But you, why would you need to endure the suck when you can enjoy the suck? Like how many people would, would, would say, Hey man, guess what? Like I I, I flunked, I failed, I fell, I didn't succeed. Maybe we should try to normalize that experience of saying, hey, okay, this is how it is. I think.
0: There you have it. That's it for this episode. I appreciate that you've taken the time to listen. Hopefully you discovered something interesting, something that will make you notice and wonder about the world around you, and something that will be actionable. The best way to solidify your learning is to pass it on to another, preferably in your own words and images. Share that insight with someone else, and while you're at it, share the episode too. Be sure to rate, like, star, subscribe, leave a review, whatever it is on your podcast app, so that more people will stumble upon this, but hopefully not trip over it. Until next time, if things are mostly not working, take a step back, phone a friend, draw a picture, learn from what worked well and what didn't work well, and look ahead to the next chance to try again. And fade out.